And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. It's Throwback Thursday. Luka Doncic passes Magic Johnson on a select list. Zach Levine did something that Michael Jordan was the last to do. And Trey Young did something his idol Steve Nash used to do all the time. Although, Trey didn't really like it much. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Thursday, February 11th. Let's start with Hawks Mavs, because the ESPN doubleheader, it was a good one. And the Hawks free agent to be John Collins looked like he was going to win this game for the Atlanta Hawks. They were riding his back. He had 33 points, getting whatever he wanted inside, especially because Kristaps Porzingis was in foul trouble. But this Atlanta Hawks team, same story all season long. They just can't close teams out. They're up by nine going into the fourth, but their perimeter defense was lacking in that quarter. I'll make some excuses for them later. But Tim Hardaway Jr., the former Hawk, got hot. Jalen Brunson was torching Trey Young a little bit. And Luka Doncic choreographed it all. And it came down to the final play. Hawks down one. 3.7 seconds remaining. Atlanta inbounding. Trey Young going to get the ball, right? No, he plays decoy. A nice play by Lloyd Pierce. He sets a down screen on Willie Cauley-Stein. So John Collins looks like he has a free lane to the basket where Kevin Herter should inbound it to him for a huge alley-oop jam that could be the game winner. But Kevin Herter decides not to go to him. Tim Hardaway was kind of helping on the backside, but I think if it was in the right place, John Collins would have been the only one to be able to grab it. They go to Danilo Gallinari. He gets a decent look, but he misses. Now, Trey Young, after setting that pick, gets up, fuming, goes right at the referee and showed him that he's got a bloody nose and was pissed that he didn't get the call on a screen. I'm not sure how you would get a call on that play. And his favorite player growing up, Steve Nash, loved getting a bloody nose. He loved getting a bloody anything. That bloody nose is a badge of honor, Trey Young. You set a pick on a seven-footer, you're going to get hit. Willie Cauley-Stein, no ill intentions on that one. Now, I will say in the fourth quarter, if the Hawks had Chris Dunn, even Rajon Rondo, I think that would have helped out. Mainly Chris Dunn. That would have helped out a lot on the Mavs perimeter defense. They're lacking in that department, and it would be nice to get those guys that they signed in the offseason to play. Bogdan Bogdanovich also out for the Hawks. Now, Luka Doncic is now second on the list for most triple doubles before the age of 23, passing Magic Johnson and trailing only Oscar Robertson. Okay, do you think I'm reaching with some of these comparisons? Most triple doubles under the age of 23? Well, I could have reached even more because the Lakers and LeBron played in three consecutive games for the first time since 1991 in the days of Magic Johnson. Although Magic Johnson wasn't technically playing. He was out due to contracting the HIV virus, so I couldn't make that comparison. There's some integrity here on what you need to know. But LeBron is seriously toying with us. LA took on OKC, and the Thunder didn't even have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, their all-star hopeful, but it still went to overtime. 
The King had the game-tying three with 20 seconds left to send it to overtime. The guy's a three-point shooter now. And then when OKC tried to inbound it to attempt a game-winning shot at the end of the period, LeBron made a deflection, although he saved it from going out of bounds. That could have ended very badly for the Lakers. It didn't. Lakers win 25 points and seven assists for LeBron. I think he just likes playing in overtime games. Fourth straight OT game coming up on Friday. You heard it here first. The Toronto Raptors continue their climb in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they do. They're six in the conference, despite having a sub-500 record after beating Washington. The conference standings in the East are crazy. They will be the one team that rises from that parity, though. Their team ball cannot be stopped. They're getting something from everybody. That's too much for the Wizards to handle with their bad defense. They blew it open in the fourth. It was a 22-point win. But it was kind of closer than it appeared. Can you have a moral victory when you get beat by 22? Because the Wizards, they need those very badly. They're as healthy as they're going to get this season. They gave up 137 points. They're now at 6-16. and They've got 50 games left in this shortened season. They've got to go 30-20 and to get to 500. That's not going to happen. Something has got to change. A major trade, maybe a coaching change. Russell Westbrook in this game wanted to note this with only his second dunk of the season. Surprising. He's a layup, man. He had 23 points and five turnovers. And maybe they can trade somebody to the Raptors for Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry has reportedly put his Toronto home up for sale. It's reportedly listed at $5.3 million. I don't know anyone rich enough to even get a walkthrough for that house. Maybe my former boss is at the score. Levy's. Hit me up. And let's get to that second game of the ESPN doubleheader. Giannis Adetokounmpo. Oh, Giannis had it going. 47 points by the way of Eurostep and alley-ooping and mid-range jump shooting. The Bucks did a good job of getting him going downhill at DeAndre Ayton, who was left out on an island a lot of the time. But the Bucks didn't have Drew Holiday in their backcourt, opening it up for Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who combined for 58 points. I love me some Bryn Forbes, but he ain't Drew Holiday defensively. Despite Giannis's 47 points, this game came down to the final shot, and it was in Giannis's hands. They gave him the ball well beyond the three-point line. Looked like he had that steam going, but he pulled up in the mid-range, missed. Bucks lose, snapping a five-game win streak. Pelicans-Bulls, speaking of points, Zach Levine was the story. Even though the Bulls moved it around for a season-high 36 assists, doesn't matter unless you have bucket makers to clinch those assists. Levine had 46 points, rising way up on nine made threes. He is the first Bulls player to score 120 in a three-game span since Michael Jordan in 1997. Jordan didn't do it in 1998, huh? Slacker. Kobe White also had eight threes for the Bulls. First teammates in NBA history to each make at least eight threes in a game. Surprising, the Splash Brothers didn't do that. Clippers, Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns returned to the lineup. He had missed 13 games with COVID-19. He said he had a lot of scary nights where his vitals weren't good. He was not one of those that had an easy time and felt guilty about all the care that he was able to receive. Now, if you remember, Towns lost his mom, Jackie, to COVID-19 complications last year. The Clippers got the win, but Towns scored some points. That doesn't matter. It was the first time in a month he played basketball with any contact. So good to see him back on the floor. A few more games. Indy Brooklyn. Brooklyn decided to play some defense. 
against a solid team in Indiana. Of course they're going to get up for it. Indy only scored 30 points in the first half. Brooklyn snapped a three-game losing streak. Kevin Durant back on Saturday as they go to Golden State. Hello, this game on ABC. Nuggets beat Cleveland in a route. Grizzlies, Hornets. Memphis's Kyle Anderson. It was a strange sight. Hit four consecutive shots for the Grizzlies in the third quarter, all from the same spot in the corner. Bang, 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 bang. Charlotte could not recover from that. Some news, quickly. Remember how the Mavs weren't playing the national anthem before games? Well, that has changed. The day after the athletic report, the NBA issued a statement. Quote, with NBA teams now in the process of welcoming fans back to their arenas, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with long-standing league policy. Mark Cuban said the Mavs will play the anthem. Part of his statement was, quote, going forward, our hope is that people will take the same passion they have for this issue and apply the same amount of energy to listen to those who feel differently from them. Only then we can move forward and have courageous conversations that move this country forward and find what unites us. Here, here. Here's hoping to you having some courageous conversations today. I will be back on Friday to give the news to you as fast as I possibly can. I'll see you then. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.